I'm Mel. And this is Tosh. And welcome to Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. Isn't it time you got your house or apartment cleaned? Maybe you need an extra pair of hands. Well, check out First Stream Cleaning Service for your post-event, routine house cleaning, or even business cleaning services. Black woman owned and in the DFW, First Stream Cleaning Service is the one to call at 682-334-4625. Tell Loren Mahogany Mammology sent you. And now... On to the show. This week, Mammologist of the Week is Miss Courtney Slater. Miss Courtney Slater is a mom of four. This mom has a high school senior, twin toddler boys, and a kindergartner, has fast redefined the clapback. With a love of health, she has channeled her passion into Courtney J Fitness and looks to help others on their healthy living journey. Congratulations. And also, i like to add that her daughter just got accepted to TCU or has signed with TCU, by oh. the way. So just a little additional update to that. Congrats mm. two times. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Our topic this week is the imposter syndrome. It's all about not feeling confident about your accomplishments, skills, or capabilities, especially when you're set, set, excuse me, setting off to do something new in your career or life. The term was actually first coined by clinical psychologist Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes in, in 1978, who described individuals who had a persistent fear of being exposed as a quote-unquote fraud. This concept has been a discussion among successful women and is gaining more traction as girls outperform boys in the classroom, more women graduate college, and are obtaining executive positions, typically held by men. Now, Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, comes to mind with imposter syndrome. Let's discuss and what it means as a mom, and especially a black mom. Okay. Now you know. I'm going to say imposter syndrome has been... (laughs) Like I say, now you know. I'm like, ooh, I know? No, no. I know, I know. You know, you know. You've heard the term, obviously. And we've heard that. And I think it more relates to our our self-confidence, especially when we're dealing with specifically our professional roles, if we are career women. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So do you... Mel, have feelings of imposter syndrome. And what does that look like for you, if you do, according to that terminology that you mentioned in the intro? I think there are times when I do on a professional level. And I say that because, you know, sometimes you're looking at different um, job ads. You know, you're looking for a job or what have you. And I I know there's like a study on it, but um, more often than not, men will apply for jobs that maybe they, on paper, like, if you look at, like, oh, I'm qualified, not qualified, or how they match up qualification-wise, it could be like, oh, you know, I'm 50% qualified on paper, and they'll still apply. Mm-hmm. A woman won't do that. And you know what's funny? I've actually, I've, I've, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. And honestly, as crazy as that sound, right now in this season, I've adopted that mindset. I like how you said season is because of the current person in office that makes it that way or just season of 
Oh, I, I like that. No, I didn't even. I didn't even. You know what? Honestly, underliningly, it probably is. Okay. It really is. If I, if you really want to dig into the root of it, mm-hmm. because we see our current climate, our political climate, our president, and we see clearly, you know, he is not qualified to, to be a diplomatic, um, leader. One can, you know, my opinion. But only. that wasn't a list on the one the qualifications. I know. I, okay, but I say that. <laughs> that's to say. why he was able. Not that I'm supporting it, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's why. Yeah, he can do well, what he's doing. I, I, and I think, especially in the terms of dis- diplomacy, that is a huge responsibility. Not only, you know, I, I think you, if you are a leader or a CEO or, or in, in any kind of management per- position, you have to be diplomatic. So in order to be diplomatic. I feel like, you know, that is a big responsibility Mm -hmm. to have. And so, like, going back in my season, since clearly our current current president is not that, um, I feel like, okay, well, heck, you know, well, well, let me just, let me shoot my shot, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So what? I may be 50%. Yeah, I may be 50% qualified. And clearly, you know, past results have shown, going back to your study, males being 50 or 70% qualified and still getting that call back. So what? Let me try it. Now, listeners, I, I know that is pretty multifaceted. One, I mean, when I apply my resume, I have a very ethnic name. Let's just put it out there. You know what I mean? And then when you is look it at- though? When you also, and then you'll look at my educational background and yeah, I, I'm a well, graduate. You have an HBCU. Yeah, I'm a graduate on there, from so, an HBCU. Yeah, you, and but all then that. again, you know, there's a few who, you know, true that. But hey, in this season, why not? Let me, let me. What, what do I have to lose? You know, what's the worst that can they say? No. You exactly, know? or just not a call back because a lot of them just don't. Yeah, and so, then you can still be qualified. Exactly, and hella qualified, and and don't. Um, but, but that's that's kind of where I'm at in the stage of the game. Is okay. Well. Do I feel like I'm an imposter because I might be trying to maybe tran not tran translate but um transfer my skill set into something else? No, because I maybe have acquired certain skills that allow me to transfer professional wise into something else. I just need to make sure I'm confident enough that I can do that. True that, and I think also. By the way of us acquiring those skills, we sometimes equate it to if we're not formally trained for these quali- for these skills, then we're not qualified for it. Where we have, you know, on the job or on the life experience that have helped us acquire that, but because we're not formally trained on it, mm-hmm. we feel like we might not be qualified. And maybe that could attribute to some insecurities in certain job responsibilities. Very true. Very true. I mean, I think there are some moms, you know, when you look at like stay-at-home moms and they're trying to jump back into the workforce, they may feel that insecurity of, oh, I'm being an imposter. When in fact, if you really think think about what you do in the day in, day out, even as full-time working moms, the amount of work, and not only the amount of work, but exactly what we're doing Mm-hmm. Like the the organizational skills of handling your own household, the financial piece, yeah. like all of those things are transferable skills. We just don't 
think about it that exactly. way. Exactly. I we, agree. We don't push for it to be thought about that exactly. way. Exactly. Because society looks down upon Well, some I, people I in society. Say, I don't know if, yes, society looks down upon it, but you know what? We probably just don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. We And this is where, you know, some suggestions might be to get like a professional resume writer or mm-hmm. somebody to help you recognize those skills and put it nicely in a document, you Very know? Very true. Very so true. So that's, that's one of those things, but you know. Hey, I think I feel I feel the same way as you've mentioned. Yeah. You know, you've you've kind of hit the nail on the head with regards to you know things that I'm I'm not privy to that I do day to day. So um, I also feel like um, maybe as women, you know, we're when our natural some of us actually some of us I'm not going to say, but generally speaking, women are very. Um, we're empathetic. We, we we have these softer qualities where if we are in the presence of more testosterone, you know, that may, um, we may feel uh, insecure. Mm. You know, although we are very much qualified, but just that presence of male, you know, this is why, you know, we this have, let's go back to the whole lean in book yeah, and yeah, yeah. the feeling of confidence. And it, exactly not feeling like the word bossy or being aggressive, but I think there's like a middle tone because you can't go full on in aggressive and you can't be full on passive and just sit there and be quiet and docile. Mm-hmm. There, like there's got to be, you have to study your room as you're doing a presentation yeah. or as you're interacting and go from there. And to me, that takes experience. It takes time. It takes time and patience. Definitely. So that's where I was going with that. Oh, so no, no, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Um, Let's dive into a little bit more, though, because one may think people are are maybe thinking of the imposter syndrome as being more social climbers or fake when they're really not trying to be. What do you mean? Um, so when people think of the word imposter syndrome, they're trying to do more than what that they're supposed that they're they're not staying in their lane. Do you think that? Like trying to be a jack of all trades, master of none? Exactly. Hmm. I didn't think about it like that. Um, I think in a certain arena, that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing to do, try to, try to be. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to think. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but from like, if you're talking about, you mentioned like social climbing um, and trying to be an imposter that way. So are you trying to say like, I'm an out, or not me, but are you being a truly outgoing person well, in social settings and when knowing that, I don't, I don't know. Like that's not, that's not their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and not that it's a bad, I don't even know if I want to say it's a bad thing, but like just having moms or people just feel like they're trying to do too much and mm. they don't know when to say no. Oh, okay. You know, okay. it might be more in a, it might come off more in a social setting like, oh yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a jack of all trade or Jane of all trades and a master of none. Okay. Now that Putting more work on your plate than what Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Now, I could say that... I, I agree. There might be some, there are definitely women out there. And then that reminds me 
is it the book that um, Shonda Rhimes wrote? Oh, the Power yeah, that, of yes. No? Or oh, is the it The Power, power of Yes? You said The Power of No. <laughs> Maybe that's her second book, and I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. have the, I didn't even read the first one, but I know about but, it. But, you know, learning to say no, right? But I also feel like, I don't know. Yeah, she did have the book where it says, like, you're just supposed to say yes to everything. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about all that. But I, personally speaking, I, I guess, like... You know, I feel like I try to do things, but I'm also again in this this season of self recovery. I, I was self or self evolution or self whatever you want to call it in truly finding who I am. So you may be like a little kid who tries out sports, like oh I don't like basketball, I don't like you know trying soccer, like mm-hmm. basketball, swimming, and trying to find something that sticks. Yeah. So that might be the same thing in an adult form. So you're trying to, you know, do this and do this to figure out what sticks the most. And that may feel like, quote unquote, imposter syndrome. Doesn't that go through that? But it really, I feel like that's, I feel like the word imposter syndrome is such a negative term, though. When you, it is. When you um, attach it to that. I mean, I know yeah, that's what we're calling this, but, but now you like, oh, man, like now I feel bad. That I'm liking new but things. But I don't know if, if I even want to attach that terminology to self-evolution to me are two totally different things imposter syndrome to me um is more like fake it till you make it okay you know which kind of you know kind of is positive and it's it to me has some positive Mm -hmm. um connotation to it as well yeah but to me i think those are two different ideas of thought okay you know when i'm trying to find myself or you know going back to our previous episodes our midlife crisis you know what i'm saying um we're trying different things we don't know who we are we were from a mom experience you know we've been a mom and we've been focused on our kids all this time and now you know we may be empty nesters or we may have started off focusing on career now we're moms Mm -hmm. and now we're like uh what is this so yeah yeah, so that in that element of self evolution Mm -hmm. um you know i think it's different than trying to fake it till you make it well being a mom is halfway faking it till you make it well yeah because there's no manual And then I don't even know if we ever make it. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That's a different. <laughs> that's a different episode. Yes, oh, that okay. is. So that's 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 all I'm saying. I don't know okay. if I want to, you know, put two and two together like that. I don't oh. know. So okay, mm-hmm. okay. All so, right. but let's talk about oh. like imposter syndrome in academics. Oh. Okay. What do you mean? So according, well, not according. So students of various ethnicities face imposter, the imposter phenomenon differently. So although anxiety and depression is common, excuse me, overcoming these feelings vary. So I look at it like, particularly in high school, Mm -hmm. you are a plus student, always have been. You know, and pe- and since you've been doing good, people have this expectation of you to be good mm-hmm. and to continue to do good. God forbid you get a B. And I'm and that is a very realistic thing. You know, God forbid you get a B. You have now you, you you're depressed, you know, oh my gosh, you know, what am I gonna do with myself? You know, some in more extreme cases will will turn to substance abuse or, you know, drugs, that sort yeah. of thing, you know, because you got that one beat. And that's because everybody around you had these high expectations of you. 
as opposed to yourself. society placing an imposter syndrome on you. Mm -hmm. I do see that. Mm -hmm. But then that also could come, well, no, I don't know if it's one the same, but then I could also see it where if you have siblings, you're all at the same school, and maybe one sibling who's older has higher grade grades than you do. Mm -hmm. You're kind of living in the shadow Constantly, is that what you're like? Kind of uh, as a as another example, that could another be way of a different into? path to it. That could mm-hmm. that could be, but if you were just always a good student, you know, I've seen, I saw this a lot. Um, there was a point I had went back to school, and I was mm-hmm. with um, you know kids a little bit younger than me, where they were so focused on you know getting that A. Like I got to get that A. I got to get that A. If 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 I or if the instructor kind of threw any kind of wrench or deviation or 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 anything to make them think outside of what, you know, they have been trained to think for so long, um, it it they just couldn't grasp at. And I know I'm I'm kind of spiraling into a whole different concept, but 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 it does lead but it, it does have like have as we said before, the society's putting imposter syndrome on a person. Yeah. And allowing our own selves to think, oh my gosh, I'm now less than myself. Or I'm less than what I allowed everyone to think I am. That last part. That last part. And I th- I believe, I feel like I, I'm sure I went through this um, middle school, high school, and I th- I, I'm elementary thinking, school. I I'm mean, thinking more so in high school too. But I just feel like you know what you could go through it in in you um, can. elementary school. I mean, if you're always like making the A's, always spelling things right, you know, you feel like there's just no comp. You just the A plus D plus D plus D child, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you get that B on that math. If you don't have the right, not that the child can actually ask for this and raise their hand, but if you as the parent don't stop and make sure that the child is it's okay I think this goes back to an episode maybe we talked about with my sister um about trauma and like how to interact in terms of or maybe it wasn't her but um it's okay if a child fails yeah yeah to have that emotional maturity yes and say that like mom and saying actually I don't care if you got it if you got to see I still love you. Or, you know, in some sometimes in our life, like we've mentioned in the past, it is okay to fail. Yes. And it's okay to fail as a mom. To jump back. I mean, or what do you mean? Why you give me the look for? Like it's okay to fail. Yeah, yes, it is. It is okay to fail. It is okay to fail. We have <laughs> you're to. You're having a positive. You're like, <laughs> no, like, you're like, wait, no. No, no. <laughs> no, and I'm thinking more so it's not okay to fail if it, like, puts a child in any kind of detriment. Oh, I, but no, I know no, you're no, not no, going there. No, I know not, you're not going there. We don't mean physical I, harm. I, I mean, it's Tasha's okay mind goes there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I spiral. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I agree. I absolutely because agree. Because if they don't know what the failure part is, and in the innocent way of not getting all A's. Yeah. Um, I think, like, for example... Um, my son brought home like his spelling test and he like missed two answers or something. And I said, Oh, you know what? That's awesome. And I said, You know what? Even if you had, you know, missed five things, did you try? All right. High five. Mm-hmm. Cool beans. That's all that matters. I just want you to try your best. Sure. Sure. But I think you, I think we have to start, we as moms have to start that off at an early age. Mm hmm. 
not that thing you don't you have to encourage both the upswing as well as making sure hey you know what if they just didn't get it this time around it's just a one-time test you can always retest same thing with our moms who are who have high schoolers you know that sat you can retake that Mm. i know it's gonna cost you some money but you can retake that sat yeah 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 you can you can't always have a perfect score you you can't oh you can strive to be the best you and i'm talking in all stages of life one can make the argument you want to strive to be the perfect you but you know there is no perfection Mm -hmm. you know but you want to strive to be the best you and the best you is going to involve some areas of failure i agree it just Uh, does so yeah so uh, some of the statement that I mentioned that I prefaced all of this with, with the students of various ethnicities face imposter syndrome differently. Um, it was from an article that we will provide in our um, show notes, some of the resources. But they also talk about the term fatalism, right? Mm. Which, according to that, is a popular concept in some Latino cultures in which people believe they cannot control their destinies. Okay. So... You know, there are when people feel like, oh, my gosh, the universe is coming down at me and my life is over because I got this B in some cultures. It just feels like, you know what? There are just other extraneous factors beyond your control that give you the outcome that is right? true. And I would I would say some uh, spiritual elders would probably say um, you're in that spot. So they're in the moment of having the B or having the lesser grade is so that way once you come out or you you figure out a different way to get a higher grade because the end result is God's going to get the glory. That's where probably some spiritual elders will come from. Okay. Or go to. I should say not come from, but go to in terms of the response. I was thinking it from a more practical way. You know, you you studied, you studied, studied, studied from a high school standpoint, from academics. Again, this is the realm we're talking about. You know, and you're just sick that day. Yeah, and so not every day is a good your, testing your day. Your brain is, is foggy, you know, mm-hmm. cloudy. These are factors beyond your control. You can't, as, as much Tylenol and whatever you've taken, you just cannot be well that day. So, my goodness, you got that B. You know, these are just things. That's the way I'm looking at it from a more practical mm-hmm. way. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm fine with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I mean, like, I know I've gone through, I know other moms who listen to us have gone through that that feeling, but it's then it's like years later we go, oh man, that really wasn't that serious. Yeah. Well, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Always. But I guess my question would be to you, what do you recommend sitting in our chairs now, looking at our children, how do we make sure they can say, oh, okay, it's all good. I got to be. I did all I could. I think that to me, like I said, going back to developing that emotional intelligence or that emotional Mm -hmm. maturity, I can only I can model, you know, to my children. So hopefully Mm. I am as emotional. No, no, you touched on it right there. You said what? Oh, I can I can only model. Okay, because the people in the peanut gallery ain't hearing you yet. (laughs) Yeah, I can model. I can only model myself for my children, you know, as best as I can. So if I don't have that emotional intelligence to deal with life or whatever life throws at me, you know, how can I expect my child to 
have that emotional maturity to deal with getting a B or not winning first place on the science project or not being selected for a set scholarship or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would need to be able to model that maturity. No, I agree. I mm-hmm. definitely agree. I just so, wanted to make sure you know, oh. <laughs> folks actually heard you and didn't have to rewind like 10 seconds beforehand. Easier, then, look you know. at me, easier said than done because obviously it we're human. Practice. We're it's- human and there are some things that that consume us. You know, there might be that certain situation that just really, that really, you know, will consume us. Mm-hmm. And there are things that won't, you know. And all. sometimes you've got to, got to pause and go, okay, wait a minute. They're watching what, you know the yeah. model behavior, yeah, yeah, and to to do that, yeah, no, yeah. definitely, so, definitely. Um, I think part of like the imposter syndrome is, and I, I'm going to say this again, is really being comfortable in our own skin, mm-hmm. um, because. I think I think we're dealing with a lot of like society norms and pressures. Mm. Um, one being women. And then two, being African American, mm-hmm. um, because society looks down upon us supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you're juggling four thousand things. You have to be a Jane of all trades. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Um, you're in charge of the calendar at home. You might be the one who's cooking, cleaning, um, and then. But we're not asking for help because our imposter syndrome kicks in (laughs) and tells us if we ask for help or if we say we need help, then we're inferior or looked down upon. So I think sometimes... Mm. No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Continue. So sometimes I think... And I know I think we start off going with like the career-wise and whatnot, but... But it's my multi. Home, I mean, they're, it's multifaceted. Yeah. Is my point. Yeah. Because sometimes I think some women do think, "Oh my gosh, I'm trying to do this, all of this, because if I don't, I'm not going to be a good mom. I'm not a good person." Mm-hmm. When in fact you are. But it's okay to either say, raise your hand and ha- ask for help, or say no. I mean, I'm probably going to go against Shonda Rhimes for a fantastic book, but you can't always do everything, and it's okay. Or you need to relook at how you're doing things. So you're not stressing. Because I feel like imposter syndrome can stress you out because you're so busy thinking about the society's norm. It's causing more stress. I think fundamentally, um, all great leaders ask for help. True. Yeah. So as a black mom, I'm a leader of my household. Right. But not- so, so now we're saying, but there are some moms who don't ask for help no no I understand no I hear me out okay and yes I mean as black women we we we've talked about that at nauseum not being able not <laughs> asking for help you know because we so independent we can do it all and yada 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 this that and the third um but fundamentally I'm like all great leaders ask for help all great leaders extend the hand to suggestions to make them a better person, a better leader. They delegate. They delegate. They delegate. Mm-hmm. You know? So coming back to what you're saying, you know, being a black woman, can we even call it imposter syndrome? Can we call it that? 
in our day-to-day life. I feel like we live in that proverbial that proverbial cycle of imposterism. Yeah. That's so ingrained. Because um, in the us. moment you say, because the moment you say, oh, if I, if I don't do this, this is what will happen. Or this is how people will think of me. Yeah. That's that sentence there. Let me add to that as well. Okay. Also, we, society has let us know, us black women, know that we are not allowed in certain spaces. Mm. Or we don't belong in certain spaces. You see where I'm going with this? Oh, where, where, where don't we belong? For what example, for, for example, you know, if I'm a woman and I'm going for an advanced degree, you know, oh. we may think like, Jesus, am I here because am I an affirmative action quota? Oh. Am I here because uh, the professor took mercy upon me? Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Um, But don't we ask for mercy, though? Some people do ask for mercy from the professor. Yeah. But but all jokes aside, though, you know (laughs) what I mean? We, am I here as an, I mean, we all have those feelings of Mm self-doubt. And that's because we've been, either we've been as a result of tokenism, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, yeah, versus our being there on our own merit. Mm-hmm. That's where I was looking at it. Like, yeah, yeah. As a black woman, as a, I mean, black person, but specifically since this is a mob podcast, as a black woman and a black mom, you know, I'm smart enough yeah. to be in this space. And society truly, because microaggressions, um, institutional racism, um, just will not, you know, red zoning, red lining, will not put us in these spaces. So, um, yeah, that's that's where I was looking at it. No, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I would say, uh, if the doors close, go build your go build a door next door and knock it down. Easier said or, than done, but I I, I, I agree. Uh, no, totally. yeah, always easier said than done. Totally, um, and yep. get a whole group of other moms with you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and build it together. And mm-hmm. open the door. <laughs> so that's just something to think about as a black it. woman. You know, where are we constantly in that cycle of imposter syndrome? Um, yeah, are we? Are we not? And I would love our listeners to like continue the conversation <laughs> please do yeah you know and, and give us your thoughts on on that so i love it mm-hmm. i love it um what are what are some like takeaways or things that maybe a mom maybe it's a new mom or maybe it's a mom who's going into back into the workplace should think about we touched upon it earlier mm-hmm. finding it really does take some time of self-reflection if you are applying for like a full or applying for a job to sit down and really think about what skills you have to make it transferable. And like I mentioned before, getting some help from a professional to help you realize those things, mm-hmm. you know, and even, 
you may not even think about it. So not even from things you do at home, but maybe you volunteer, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, you're part of your child's PTA or you're, you know, a, a soccer mom or a coach mom or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, just try to think outside, you know, your home that would let you realize, hey, you know what? I do this daily. This is, <laughs> might as well get paid Mind to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and some people don't realize it. it's that whole, what what is it called? The uh, passion, profit, passion to profit mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, some yeah. people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, I agree with you on that. Um, I know we talked about, you know, in previous episodes, therapy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that should still be a thing. And then two, you know, or three, um, modeling the behavior. Um, yes. As always. Um, and yes, there are times where you're going to be upset and whatnot. But if your child sees how you respond to an imposter syndrome situation, then they will then turn around and model that behavior when it comes to them. Because mm-hmm. then they go, oh, well, mommy did it and or daddy did it or grandma, you know, they, yeah. they'll look at that and try to model that. Sure. And have conversations. I mean, as, you know, as kids get older, um, definitely have those conversations, mm-hmm. situational conversations. And like you said, uh, the one main thing, too, is that there is no right way. Right? There isn't. Whether it's mommying, careering, you know, socializing, um, there is no right way. Well, the only right way is whatever's comfortable for said mom. Yeah, yeah. Or said, you know, whoever's listening. Is, yeah. it, that's the right way. Whatever is, if you're happy, if you love it, I like it. Yeah, exactly. If you like it, I love it. You know, that's that should be the, the mantra. And those who, who like it will tend to befriend you anyway. So there you go. Put your peop put yourself around the right people. There it is. So fantastic. Well, we invite you to continue that lovely conversation online. Um other thoughts? No. Oh, okay. No, not at all. all right. You got any uh final thoughts? No. I mean I think we, we wrapped that one up. Pretty, okay. Pretty well. Cool, cool. Well, we'd like to go ahead and shout out um, our nonprofit this week, or not ours, but um, a nonprofit this week. Uh, Mocha Moms Incorporated is the premier voice for mothers of color. Through chapters and online, Mocha Moms Incorporated provides support for women of color as they journey through all phases of motherhood while advocating for them nationally. October um, actually starts November, excuse me, October starts the membership open house and um, renewals. So check out a local chapter near you and we will have their website in our show notes. Awesome. Please be sure to check out additional resources and links in our show notes, such as where you can find out about Miss Courtney Slater, our show sponsor for stream cleaning service and more. We ask that you rate and review this and other episodes on iTunes and Google Play Music. Then continue the conversation via our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.